0: Forever,
1: Dog.
0: Just
1: us. Welcome back to
0: everyone's favorite exploration of all the bizarre subreddits on Reddit. And Allison doesn't know anything. And me and Melissa know some stuff. Yeah, so I'm learning all about Reddit. I
1: mean, I obviously understood Reddit existed. Um, oh, one time I got kicked off of Reddit, I think, because I was, I was trolling Gabe during their AMA.
0: Oh, do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I think I had to like create a new profile. You were just doing troll
1: stuff. Uh, I love to troll. I know. I don't love it because it can be mean-spirited, but when it's not mean-spirited. Yeah, when
0: it's yeah. nice nice trolling. <laughs> You leave you will try to leave troll comments on my stuff all the time. Me? Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was one where I was joking and it was too mean and then you wanted me to do it and I said I couldn't possibly.
0: Oh, there were 3 re- three replies to my breakup post that Allison could have done. They were all very funny, but we landed on nothing. But it was they were I got to say they they were really good. It was like good joke after good joke after good joke.
1: Thank you. Yeah. But I said you wanted to deal with this in a healthy mature ways. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what you can't do.
0: Yeah, you can't write that. Tee-hee-hee. Oh, mm-hmm. on a breakup post. Yeah, that's funny, though. That <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: um, okay, so our first one that I want to dive into that that Gabe sent over is from Hobby Drama, which is a very intriguing name for a subreddit. It's my
0: favorite. And it's just any kind of hobby can go up here. Yeah, so if there's drama inside a, a niche hobby – someone will write up a post being like here explaining the drama.
1: Okay, so this this hobby is competitive pinball. Yes. The flipper button malfunction that erupted in a
0: sexism scandal. <laughs> and I love Godspeed and God bless to the people who write these, who sit down and write out explaining the drama in these little communities so that people not in that community can can fi- like hear the tea. I like, love it. Like do you think
1: a, a large percentage of them are made up?
0: I think no. some people not in the hobby
2: one know because like they're pulling from other things but am I the asshole? I believe Right. Those are made up. 70% of them are made up. I believe people sit down uh-huh. and they're like I've had a rough day. Here's something that might have inspired this but I'm going to dramatize it to the max and this is where I'm getting my creativity out for the day.
1: I love that for them. Yeah. Because then we all get to enjoy it. Exactly. Harmless. Okay. Pinball, the century-old game of skill that minors are still forbidden from playing in the state of South Carolina. I didn't know that. Pinball is currently enjoying a veritable renaissance, especially with collectors. In a hobby where a John Doe's private game room might cost more than a new car, Pinball enthusiasts are all too eager to enshrine themselves as the kings and queens of the pinball scene. This is very well written. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm
2: saying. Like
1: <laughs> Competitive pinball, especially at the highest levels of the game, has exploded in popularity to the point where national tournaments are routinely broadcast on ESPN. Didn't know that. But I didn't know my uncle for years collected pinball machines and, had, and, and his pool house was full of them. So that's, Sounds fun. Yeah, it was wild. The first notable pinball league was the professional and amateur pinball association, PAPA, founded in the mid 1980s. You're
2: supposed to say it like, Papa. Really? No.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, but I will. Papa is known for hosting the annual World Pinball Championships, which could be described as the Super Bowl of competitive pinball. Mm-hmm. There's also the International Flipper Pinball Association, IFPA, okay. which, <laughs> which, if-pa. if-pa, if-pa <laughs> which came about in the late 90s and has recently joined forces with Papa in many <laughs> regards. The IFPA maintains a list of the world's top pinball players. The current number one ranking is held by a 19-year-old man, who hails from my home state of Colorado. In fact, many of the world's current top players are young, with a sizable portion of the IFPA top 20 being under 21 and the rest being millennials. This is blowing wow. my mind. How do you get into pinball? Where do you go down to get um, to the arcades?
0: To arcades. So my friend they still have them. Yeah. My friend Nick McCarthy is actually a huge pinball player, and there's like tournaments, there's leagues. Another friend of mine just went to the pinball museum in Las Vegas. Wow. Like pinball has this whole world going on with it.
1: Now, before we get into the story, it would be helpful to give a little bit of background on the structure of tournament pinball. <laughs>
0: At the entry level, it's usually pretty
1: simple. Highest score wins. At a qualified level, tournaments are vastly more complicated. A player is usually subjected to tens of different machines over the course of the tournament with a composite score calculated based on rankings for each individual game. Okay, so that's interesting. So based on how difficult the pinball is, you get a different, like, you're doing well in an easy one. I don't give a shit. Right,
0: right, right. How are you
1: doing on, you know, the haunted house four?
0: (laughs) or whatever (laughs) haunted house for yeah this is this is my friend nick's whole world wow
1: Often the tables to be played at a tournament are kept secret until just before the tournament. This makes the tournament more interesting and competitive as the players won't have a chance to hone their shots for a specific machine beforehand. I love that. I think yeah. that's right. That's a that's really correct. good idea. I think that's correct. You know what? They should do this with other sports where you don't know what size field you're going to come out on.
0: <laughs> you're not sure what size ball you're getting? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes for basketball, you get a little, a little tiny little arcade odd, ball. Yeah. Sometimes you Sometimes get a the really big ball. tennis court is twice as big. <laughs> you got Keep you on your toes. Most high-level
1: pinball players already have the specific shot sequences of popular games committed to memory. Sure, of
0: course. What? Yeah. I
1: clearly don't understand how pinball
0: works. They've memorized how the game, they've memorized the particular game. All right. Even the Joe Nobody regulars
1: at my <laughs> beloved local pinball arcade can describe the scoring schema of every machine on the floor. The majority of tournament organizations, and specifically the IFPA and the PAPA, <laughs> also allow players to reference table rules and notes in between balls. Some machines are more popular than others in tournament play, but it would be very tough to choose a machine that throws a veteran player for a complete loop. Keep this in mind, because it'll be crucial. Okay. This, I want this person to write my next
0: book for I me. I know, right? <laughs> that, that's the thing, is some of these are, it, it really comes down to how well they're written.
1: I'm, like, very intrigued. And now we arrive at our main story, which starts in twenty thirteen with the founding of the women's pinball organization Bells and Chimes in California. <laughs> Great name.
0: Great name.
2: Because <laughs> that's the noise it makes.
1: Oh! Yeah. And also bells
2: like also Uh-huh. E S is a like a gal. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: I didn't really get it. Bells and Chimes was founded at a time when sexist behavior was rife in the sphere of competitive pinball, but nowhere else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't say in nowhere else, but that is extremely funny. That is extremely funny.
1: I couldn't point to one specific example. Mostly behavior along the lines of what a noteworthy female player described in an online post dated May of 2016 being asked why she didn't bring her husband to tournaments, being told that she was dressed too nicely to be playing (gasps) pinball, Having her ear whispered into during tournament play, having someone tell her that he would be happy to explain how the game works. Ew. And that was just the experience of one woman. It's immediately obvious why there existed such a strong drive to create a woman's league. The behavior of their male counterparts and pinball tournaments certainly left a lot to be desired. Now, if you were going to go to a pinball tournament, what would you wear?
0: Um, like gym clothes. Gym clothes? I'd probably
2: yeah. wear some heels. You really? would play
0: pinball in heels? I'm joking. Like Ginger Rogers? Yeah. I do it backwards and in heels.
2: No, I mean, I it need you because you gotta bend down, so need yeah. something that has some flexibility in the ass part,
1: right?
0: Sure, of course.
2: And then yeah, well, probably some you gloves. Want, you want your
0: arms to be loose? Yeah,
2: probably gloves. Cause gloves. Cause what about everybody? Everybody's touching stuff. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> it is TV dirty. Problem. That's the one thing about pinball is it's very dirty.
2: And I'd wear like the the. Plastic gloves, so yeah. the, like the slide, it'll like oh, it'll give you some get a little grip. Got
1: it. Well, you thought this through. <laughs> chimes began to host women's league pinball tournaments in 2013 and the idea caught on other tournament organizations quickly followed suit with dedicated women's pinball brackets papa and ifpa <laughs> began to include women's brackets in their qualifiers and national tournaments which gathered significant momentum very quickly now do you feel like pinball it, it should be gendered in terms of like oh, well, she's good for a woman? No.
2: Not in that so. way, but but what a way to protect women from being sexually harassed. It's, you know, people are like, well, you have to fix it from the inside. Sometimes you just got to make your own thing, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it, but, they have more fun playing just against each other. Yeah. Right.
1: This brings us to the 2017 Northwest Pinball Championships in Seattle, and we've reached a pivotal moment in the tournament. Amazing. Four women at the higher echelons of competitive pinball, including Hyatt and Schwingle, are squaring off on the machine Johnny Pneumonic. It has a feature known widely in the pinball community as a video mode. Intriguing. In general, video mode means that the play field goes dark and the player is treated to a mini game on the digital score screen. In Johnny Mnemonic, after completing a series of shots, the machine awards a random mystery prize called the Matrix Award. This is very
0: complicated. Yeah.
1: One of the possible outcomes of the Matrix Award is video mode. mode. Johnny Mnemonic's mini game is like Pac Man. A player controls a digital sprite and tries to catch a series of dots bouncing around the screen. So it becomes
0: like a video game.
1: Yeah, a different game before time runs out and normal play continues. Crucially, this is why Johnny Pneumonic has four flipper buttons, where most pinball machines only have two. The player uses the four buttons as directional controls during the mini game. Oh my
0: god, that's so intense! And this
1: is so it's kind of a hybrid game.
0: Yeah. Back
1: to the tournament. I really love this guy's structure. I know he's right? really good at keeping. He's a really yeah. good writer.
0: <laughs> It's Hyatt's
1: ball, and she's absolutely crushing it. After completing a series of highly precise shots, she earns herself a Matrix Award, which plays out the prize of entering video mode. But something is wrong. She seems to have lost control over the machine. Her digital sprite is not moving, so she can't score any points in the minigame. She exits the video mode without scoring any points, plays through with the rest of her ball, and at the end of the game, she notifies tournament staff of the issue. <gasps> Upon hearing this, the Nuapas <laughs> commentator assumes that Hyatt is unfamiliar with the unusual feature oh, that is Johnny Mnemonic's four what buttons. An asshole. He explains, perhaps condescendingly, to Hyatt that all four flipper buttons are required to navigate the mini game.
0: He did what now? Oh, my God. Uh,
1: That's
2: written in the post. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. Allison exclaiming. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. This guy's got yeah.
1: jujavu. One might expect a beginner to be unfamiliar with JM's unique control scheme. Having four flipper buttons on a machine, with two used exclusively for a one-off feature of the game, is extremely unusual. Sure. I think we can all agree
0: about that. Extremely, yes. That, of course, we're all <laughs> on board. That would throw me.
1: However, this was no beginner's tournament. These women are competing at the higher echelons of competitive pinball. Hyatt also had access to the game's rule books and notes, so she could have reasonably been expected to understand the features of the game. Yes. Indeed, Hyatt explained that she was keenly aware of the blue buttons, but that they were malfunctioning while she was in the minigame. The sole purpose of the two additional buttons is to control the minigame, so it would be easy to imagine that a broken button might not be noticed until someone unlocks the minigame and attempts to of play course, it. Of
0: this makes total sense.
1: Pinball tournament rules have very clear procedures laid out for when a machine malfunctions. In the case of a minor malfunction like this, it is assumed to be part of the mechanical nature of pinball, and play continues as normal. The issue is noted, and an inspection of the machine is to be done after the tournament concludes. And that's exactly what happened. Hyatt et al. finished the tournament with Hyatt scoring first. I'm glad she still Mm -hmm. won. won. That was important. However, this is where the story gets strange. The tournament director claims that he attempted to replicate Hyatt's malfunction literally hundreds of times after the event and found the blue buttons to be working perfectly. He was, quote, 100% unable to reproduce Hyatt's issue. He also went on record as saying that nobody has accused Hyatt of lying, but that she, quote, may have misremembered the way the game actually played out. Oh my
2: God! This is
1: horrifying. Yeah. Others claim that in independent reviews of the footage, Hyatt never even touched the blue buttons while not explicitly rejecting the claim that the machine malfunctioned, questions began to fly. I should point out that one-time malfunctions on a pinball machine are not uncommon. They're highly complex machines, of both in an electric and mechanical sense. No less than five different assemblies, both mechanical and electronic, lay between the blue button and the virtual character it controls on the digital display screen.
0: Sure, very complex machine. When do you think these were created for the first time? First pinball machine?
2: Yeah, I gotta know. Well, if only there was something that could tell
0: us. 1930s.
1: <laughs> 1930s? So that must not have had the video component. Of course not. So. <laughs> At this point, though, the issue went far beyond whether the button actually malfunctioned. The true faux pas was the implicit assumption that Hyatt didn't know about the buttons, Mm -hmm. as demonstrated by the commenter trying to explain their function to her, her being an expert player. Exactly. Was the commenter being sexist? Should she be expected to understand the intricacies of every game she plays? Did Hyatt truly misremember the events of her game? the online pinball forums immediately erupted with passionate <laughs> debates from both sides of the table. This is why I
0: love hobby drama. This is why I love hobby drama. <laughs> no, I didn't even know about pinball forums, but I guess there are forums. Of course, for so where is it forums. So
1: if you're not a forum on Reddit, where do you go for a forum?
2: You can just Google. A website. Just, just, Or yeah, like the website might the website. have their own.
1: Oh, so Papa P-pop. might have its own forums? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I don't spend that much time on anything other than I TikTok. <laughs> One member asked the tournament director, TD, directly, if Hyatt was a male player, would the same assumption have been made? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. As many other forum posters pointed out, the answer is almost assuredly no. It would be assumed that he was familiar with the table. The TD's response was to point out that for the last five years leading up to the tournament, there were no known examples of a Johnny Mnemonic machine in Seattle, so it would be very easy for a player to never have been acquainted with the full range of features in the admittedly complex and unusual game. The TD also claimed that nobody had ever come forward to discuss allegations of sexist behavior with the noir puck board (laughs) directly, I don't know what board that is, and that the commentator himself had known Hyatt for quite some time before the 2017 tournament. In any case, the forums were erupting with debate, which naturally turned into a circle jerk about why women even need their own pinball league. posts about this event were are truly embarrassing to the community as a whole as they devolved from a very factual review of the game footage into the very sexism that was in question in the first place yeah. ultimately the issue faded into obscurity with no minds changed and no action taken the community eventually got bored with it but not all hope is lost Hyatt still went on to win the championship, and she continues to enjoy her much-deserved recognition as a talented member of the pinball community to this day. The pinball community at most local pinball halls is diverse and vibrant, but we cannot forget the off-present reminder that diverse, unfortunately, doesn't always mean accepting.
0: Wow. Wow. I learned
1: so much from this writer. Beagle in the snow, baby. Wow. Really amazing stuff.
0: So do you think it was sexism? Yes. Yes. Because you would never, I think even in like um, unconscious, like you would never be like, Oh, you just don't know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like People even would- though there were very few Johnny
1: mnemonics in the Seattle area. <laughs> I guess that's but true. she
0: knew, like she, she said an elbow. she said
2: that she didn't. Right know-how like it'd I be one thing it would be <laughs> it would be one thing like if if it popped up and she was like what the hell is this right. but she, she knew she what knew it she knew what it was yeah this you know person
0: says "First time i played johnny mnemonic the video mode took me by surprise but before the end of the mode i managed to work out what was going on in play i'm a beginner at best and have a hand tremor so not great anyway the idea that she would have no clue and that that's the simplest option for pinball is wild yeah they so- thought she was dumb I'm glad that she still won that tournament.
2: Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that also shows how good she is. Right. Like she didn't even need that part of the game. Right.
0: This person says, I'm a C competitor and can confirm pinball is very sexist. And of course, when we pointed out, we're all on our periods or are blowing everything up women. Am I right? Thankfully, my local leagues aren't of that mindset, but I've seen it quite a lot.
1: Wow. <sighs> how many people do you think are playing pinball more than once a week in America?
0: I have a weird again, like my friend is in a league, so I have a weird idea that people are playing it all the time. <laughs> Why, what, what's your guess
1: though? I'll say what I'll say how many people do you think are playing at least once a week in America? Percentage, percentage. No, give me a number of a people. Number?
0: How many people are even in America?
1: Right. Um, I do know this. Seven million. No, 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 seven billion. <laughs>
0: In no, America? No,
1: no, 300,000. I don't know how many people are in
0: America. 331.9 million. Well, let's see in the U.S. 7 million. 7 billion is how many people in the world. No, right. there's like
1: 9 billion now, isn't there? I don't really have a strong okay, so grasp after on numbers.
0: Three hundred and thirty one million people in the US. Okay. How many are playing how many are babies?
1: How many are playing pinball once a week? Some of them
0: are babies and some of them are old. You've I really say, gotta do percentages. I
1: will say like a a, a generous guess is twenty thousand people are playing once what? a week. What?
0: You think more? More. Way more.
1: Once a week? That's how a many lot. Well in the US I was are
2: seeing in how many people are in the pinball league.
1: Pinball
0: league. Yeah, but you might be in the league. You're not playing every single week.
2: I would think you would have to. How would oh, you be a right. professional? There
1: if are, you okay, there are
0: thirty thousand players in the in the re- registered in the league.
1: Fine, mm-hmm. I'll say fifty thousand play once a week. No way.
2: I'd say I'd go Mm-mm. whatever. I'm, I'd go
1: sixty-five. Wow.
0: Okay. What do you go, Game? Like probably half. Half of <laughs>
2: what? Half of what? Three
0: hundred thirty-one million. God. Three hundred thirty million. Okay, so let's 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 take
2: a survey of the room. How many people in this room play pinball once a well, week? Well,
0: none of us, but we're not we're we're part of the other half. Oh no. Okay, this person said, "Why in the world would any pinball players gender anything? Granted, sexism never made sense, but pinball? How? Why? And that surely pinball of all things should be egalitarian. That's what you were saying." But then this person's like, I think it starts with pinball's historical assumption as being linked to gambling, organized crime, and unscrupulous activity. Also, game designers drummed up sales by featuring racy artwork and themes, which creates a vicious cycle of inspiring a player base liable to respond positively to this kind of thing. That That's makes a true. lot of sense to me. It makes a lot. Yeah, of a sense.
2: lot of the games have like half-naked women right. in the art, mm. and it has
1: nothing to do with the game.
0: Right, makes a lot of sense. All right, I just found that very interesting. I love hobby drama.
1: Well, that took up the majority of this episode, but I will leave us with one final post from Nature's Fucking Lit. Go on. Which is definitely something I need to check out more of. It's great. But I actually already knew this that you sent, and I love it. Captive cheetahs are notoriously nervous. Some zoos have provided them with emotional support dogs. The two species develop a strong,
0: lifelong bond. Then there's a picture of a dog and a cheetah and they're babies and then they're adults and I assume that's the same dog and the same cheetah. Did you not know about this before? I didn't know about this at all. Did you know about this? What are you talking Melissa about? Melissa didn't know. I knew stopping? all about this. Okay, explain. I've been to
1: zoos that talk about mm, it. It's explain. a really wonderful thing. They, they need a friend. And so there's, there's like a couple different wild animals that like will have like dogs as companions at zoos.
0: They wouldn't kill them? No. They're best buds. They don't kill the dog.
1: No, they're best friends. Do you not understand friendship? Why are cheetahs so nervous? You don't so understand nervous? interspecies friendship? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's always... I, I don't know why cheetahs are anxious, but I think, you know, living in a zoo is not a normal environment for a wild animal. Uh,
2: don't get me start on
1: zoos.
0: Look, we have mixed opinions on zoos. Wait, why are... Okay, hold on. Why are cheetahs so nervous? Okay, built for flight rather than fight as they grow older, the cats are always on the edge, eyes lurking for predators. They're ready to leap into action with bursts of speed. Oh, in a zoo setting, the nervous energy has nowhere to go. Wow. Have That's you so never so.
2: like looked into Chester Cheetah and why he always has on sunglasses?
0: Why does he have sunglasses on?
2: Because he's nervous and doesn't want people to see his eyes. He doesn't want to around. look
0: anyone in the eye. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that for too long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I believe you i heard <laughs> oh my gosh we should wrap it up with our game that we play that I forgot to do in the last episode yeah. but we will do moving forward which is trying to think of something that has never been on reddit
2: it's your turn
1: it's my turn yeah. okay, I'm gonna try to out reddit reddit okay. by thinking of something that's never been on reddit Ugh, I feel like any kind of injury would be on reddit or like mishap so maybe okay when you, what about, this is probably on Reddit, but like, um, oh my God, I can't think of a goddamn thing. What about with defending yourself in the court of law? That's
0: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I want to see what it says. Oh my God. It says we couldn't find any results. I did it. The court of law is a community. Well, yeah, but is it about defending yourself? A subreddit dedicated to discussing anything crime-related. Disclaimer, we do not endorse any criminal actions. However, we exercise the right that one is innocent until proven guilty. I think I won. No. No. Nothing came up, though.
2: Self-defense is a uh, subreddit.
0: Oh, okay. But that's not what I'm talking
1: about. I'm talking about when you're your own lawyer in the court of law.
0: Okay, wait. Being your own lawyer.
1: Okay, but I found a phrasing that worked. Yeah. And that, I should get half points for that. There's not even a story about someone defending themselves. I guess they're all in jail.
0: (laughs) Not a good legal strategy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And we'll be here on Wednesday with a brand new episode of the full podcast. Yes, this is just your lovely bonus content. But um, we'll see you next week. Bye.
1: I found it.
2: What? Someone who has represented themselves in court, who is not a lawyer, and won the case. And they... May
1: it's a post. Damn it. Well, we'll have to say, send that in an email and we'll bring it up in the next minute Okay. <laughs> Just Between Us is a Forever Dog production
0: hosted by me, Alison Raskin, and me, Gabe Dunn. Produced by Melissa Diamond-Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. So, branding's going really well over here. Yeah, good luck finding us.
2: FOREVER! DOG!